This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. And we are live. Hey, Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm fine, man. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, back for another episode of 2023, discussing, I think, our best picks for the year, what we're excited about. But we have some friends with us this time, uh, friends we've had last year that we're really happy to see again. Yeah, we got the Average Jays on the show today. We're going to be talking most anticipated movies 2023. There are a ton of movies out, cool company coming out this year. So we can't wait to break down what we're excited for, what maybe not excited for, and our shared love of the big screen this year. So let's drop in, grab a drink, enjoy. Enjoy, guys. Yes, we will. All right. So now that's done. So now let's just get into it. Awesome. Let's get into it. So yeah, a round table, I think, uh, of basically what uh, a movie we have in mind and we can discuss it, I guess. Well, I wanted to just ask, what is Justin drinking <laughs> yeah, before sure. we like get in? Okay, so as you know, for for the average Jays fans out there, um, if you if you're not watching, uh, well, listening to Film and Spirits, please go ahead and do that. They always break it down, uh, break down a movie or a topic, but. The main thing is you got to have a spirit with you. So for today, I'm actually drinking. I'm holding up to the camera like this is a, a video or a stream, but I'm actually drinking not your film. father's root beer. Um, ah. I'm not a I'm not a huge week uh, weekly drinker or whatever, but once in a while I do like to crack one of these open. It's a hard root beer, and I've I've had this for years now at this point, um, but it's so smooth. It's such a nice like. It's just such a nice drink. It never gives me any issues. You know, you barely he uh, have that like alcohol in the back. It's not a really harsh sting or anything like that. It's just really smooth. And as a root beer connoisseur, I enjoy it. I've never actually heard of this before. So this sounds very interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. So it's called the brand is not your father's. And they actually have and I, I couldn't find it in the store, but they have a cream soda, which is like perfection. I love it. And then they soda. also have a creamsicle. I wonder if that's available up here in the Great White North, because that's something that I don't think I've ever seen before, at least not consciously. It's it's awesome. I've had it for years now. Um, I don't even know. Did I try it when I was there or I don't recall? No, because I actually I just found this right. um, Right. Well, no, right before the wedding. I just found this because you always talk about it. And I totally forgot. I had I used to have it in New York. It was a constant in my fridge. And now I finally found it in Florida. So now it's there. Now we need to get some sponsorship yeah. from yes, these guys. Yes, we do. Because <laughs> we are right. singing their high yes. praises. 
That's good. That is true. Fred, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm on. Well, you know me, man. I'm on bourbon as well because what I <laughs> what I said last time is that everybody everybody in my family and my close friends think that I only drink bourbon, which is not true. I drink scotch as but well. I think it's becoming like the perpetuated myth about you. Yeah, I know. So uh, <laughs> this bottle I didn't have last time, but my girlfriend bought me back a bottle from the states, so of Old Forester hundred proof, basically. Ooh, no. I like the bottle it's too. It's humongous. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> There's a lot of liquid yeah. in there, but uh, I need to put some ice on it because it's a for 50% ABV. So this was a, this one is a knocker. Ah. So I need to be careful there. But it's it's a solid bourbon. It's good, man. There's like a little chocolate flavor there that I quite like. Um, so I uh, I thank the girlfriend Ooh. for the nice Christmas present. So that's what I'm having this evening. Nice, nice. Now, Jay, what are you having? having uh, okay. That's awesome. Well, uh, so I was telling Justin that I came prepared because um, I got a gift from Hungary. It's called Unicum Sil Silva. I may be mispronouncing it wrong. I did do my research because I had to bring my A game to this. Um, it's a liqueur. Um, it's a fruity taste. I haven't tried it yet. So this will be nice. my first time trying nice. it on air. So the listeners will probably tell me or listen in and be like, uh, that's not a good drink if he doesn't like it. Um, but having looked it up, it's a fruity taste. And then it has this like bitter, spicy aftertaste. So I'm kind of hyped to taste it, but I'm a little nervous. <laughs> like, it sounds kind of like, like a cider or something. It does, like, I'm, like I had it up here. It was like uh, bittersweet fruit. And there's a lot of herbs in there, and then it's like chill, citrus with chili heat. Based on what so you're saying, like, and like what the bottle looks like, it looks like an elixir. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the magic potion. <laughs> yeah. Or something. No. yeah. So when my when my, my my friend's girlfriend got it for me and my cousin, and I was like, I just wanted to like throw it in the ground, like it was a uh, god of war, yeah. and just like a, like an elixir, and just like put my HP back up. I've been playing God of War Ragnarok ever since Christmas. So, oh, I, I know oh, what you mean. Same. We're all we'll, in the same we'll, boat. We'll reconvene and talk about that because I know me and Justin aren't done. Oh, I'm not done either. Me, I'm well, actually, I finished the main story today right before. Oh, wow. You're so yeah. cool. <laughs> now, I've been trying to juggle yeah. that and Elden Ring, and it's just so hard to juggle both because oh, yeah, that's, they're both that's, time commitments. That's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking Woodford Reserve because apparently I'm getting into bourbon now because apparently that's all I drink. Apparently. Um, <laughs> yes. Apparently, ever since I, I tried it over at Fred's place, I'm just like, oh, I need some bourbon. Yeah. I went over uh, on the Christmas break and I bought the uh, the Long Branch bourbon, which is Mac McConaughey's drink. Tried it at Fred's place. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I need a, a bottle of my own. But that's not what I'm drinking today. I have Woodford, which kind of tastes a little bit like uh, the Long Branch. It is a smoother drink. It's a lighter, fruitier option. Been drinking it over the break, really liked it, and wanted to have it on the show. So, Kentucky bourbon, and like I said, not not a smoky one, not a not a coarse one. It's it's very light, and but that seems to be where I'm gravitating more towards uh, when it comes to bourbon. I definitely like this more than like Wild Turkey 101, for example. Yeah, it's a good it's a good yeah. spirit for well, that fashion. So if you want to make yourself an old fashioned, Woodford is a good choice. So. Uh... Good man. Cheers, gentlemen. It's a good. It's a really a pleasure to see you again. So we we yeah, cheers nice to you again. <laughs> Likewise. All yes. right. I'm happy we got to to do yeah, this. Of course. Me, too. me too, man. We've been trying to work it out for a few weeks now, and now we have it in the books. So I'll just I'll put it out mm -hmm. there. Knee jerk. 
what is your most anticipated movie of the year? Like the most. We'll go around. Um, number one. Number one. Like the one you, just, wow. you don't start soft here. See. It's only about the you important know, we don't stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to see where we vary and where we go off the, the script a little bit. Because what my most anticipated might not be the same. And that's just how we're going to get that conversation rolling. So, uh, Justin, knee jerk. What is your most anticipated? Number one. My number one most anticipated movie is Super Mario Brothers. The number one. Movie. That's cool, man. Good the number. One. I like. Yeah. You know, we spoke off air. Yeah. We spoke off air, and I ranked all of mine. I went through this big list, and that is number one for me. So we're a big Mario fan growing up, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely the very first video game I ever played on the original NES, uh, like Super Mario Bros. The arcade one. Um, and yet, I mean, it's been a staple in my life probably since I was like two or three years old. Okay, so what has you excited for the movie? Like specifically, apart from it being so, just Mario. <laughs> so I actually, when the cast list broke was like a year and a half, almost two years ago, I fell in love from that. So um, the cast list broke. It was actually leaked beforehand. So... I was like over the moon. The one thing that I was like a hiccup on was Chris Pratt being Mario, but everything else I was like, damn, they they nailed this. Like this is going to uh, be I would fantastic. agree to that. From what we've heard in the trailer, so, I think Jack Black as Bowser is crushing it. Great casting. Yeah. I have perfect. no idea why he hasn't been Bowser before. Yeah. Like <laughs> like I have no clue why. But uh, yeah, after that, then, you know, Nintendo formally announced it and Miyamoto gave it its his blessing on top of saying, like, everything he's seen is so great. The voice cast is awesome. So that just, like, really drove it into the ground for me. Once uh, Miyamoto was like, yes, then I was like, oh, this is it. Like this is the one. Approval. It's going to be good. Yeah. So I've just been I've been following this thing like a hawk ever since we first caught wind and. I'm just excited to see it be brought to the big screen, done correctly, and yes, done correctly. I, yeah, yeah, done correctly yes. is the big one. We're looking but at you, Bob with, Hoskins, <laughs> um, and John Leguizamo. Yeah. You know what? John Leguizamo is kind of on my uh, my crap list because yeah. he he was talking some big game when he was talking everyone. Smack. Yeah, when everyone was excited for it. Love but, the guy, um, but he's in the doghouse. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm just excited to see that. And I think with 2023, there's a lot of properties that are coming out that are important properties. So this one being a video game franchise and, you know, being done by Illumination, having this all star cast, I think it really has the momentum to push not only this franchise forward, but other projects that will come behind it due to the success. Yeah, well, that's just So kind of like, like video games, in video general. games, Nintendo but also, you know, any games, other type of yeah, Nintendo video games for sure because there's a bunch of projects that we were supposed to get and they all they all Isn't fell through. Netflix supposed to do like a, um, a Zelda series. So we were supposed to get a live live action Zelda and then a stop motion Star Fox. Nice. So and it never came to fruition, but you know I think this is the Guillermo like del the Toro's Star Fox. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be based on Wes Anderson's. Uh, Fantastic mm. Mr. Fox. Apparently, that was the animation style they were going for. And I love that movie too. So that would have been perfect. So it got canned, but um, yeah, I think this is gonna push 
not only Nintendo franchises, but maybe other video game stories um, and kind of right. give it the the momentum that some pop culture products need, you know, to actually be seen and be shown as like a real story or a world that can get built out, you know, similar to the same position that Last of Us is in right now. Like this is going to mean so much for the next five to ten years. If it's you know, the, the landing, if it succeeds, it'll have the exact yeah. opposite effect of what Halo did. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Oh, Fred saw Halo. No, I haven't. Has. <laughs> it was so bad. I know Fred's not a fan. I still haven't watched. Yeah. No, I hated it. Fred didn't. <laughs> it's, oh, you hated it. Okay, because I've only seen the first episode, and I remember me and Justin, would we spoke about it when uh, Pilot dropped, and later on I found out he takes off his mask, but like when I saw the first episode, he takes it off in the first episode, and I just feel like there's less emotion when his mask is off. But that's just me getting seeing the first episode. But um, I do want to finish it just to make a solid opinion. But I'm probably going to feel like you guys because I'm sure we're all Halo fans here. And having you guys seeing that. You know, uh, like man to man, like forget it. it. It's not even worth your time, to be honest. It's the Halo show is. You know what it is? You're, you're probably right because I'm rewatching Andor. Yeah, and yeah, yeah for sure. Do that. <laughs> um, Halo is not good. Uh, and. Talking about the mask being off, I think that in terms of percentages, I think that 60% of the screen time of Master Chief, he has it off, which is, I think, sacrilegious yeah, for, for us Halo good. gamers. But no, it's just not well written. So Special effects are okay. Uh, sometimes they're lacking. Story is ludicrous. Um, and they don't do the characters yeah. justice. Because I'm all about being yeah. different. But if it's not like not to stay hang on this, and we spoke about this, uh, me and Justin, Last of Us did it great. You have to have fans of the game to adapt it. You know, it doesn't have to be literally the True. same yeah. thing. But if for Halo, if for it not trusting Master Chief's mask to do the work, then that's just like one in a few things. But then saying that the story is not good, that you already. I'm gonna join your boat and just say no. Do eh. yeah. It's I messaged Fred on I'm Monday like, and I was just like, Fred, Last of Us? Question mark. And I'm like, you have to go watch Last of Us. I I know, but I what I told Sean <laughs> is that I'm gonna wait until all the episodes are available because right now I think I have so many series to Ooh. finish, so many movies to watch, that's, plus the job. Good. I'm just like, I can't. I understand I can't. That. It's too much content. I need to make choices. Understood. <laughs> but. You're also going to get, like, if you were to watch it just like everyone else, you you would get immediately feral, like, for more episodes. And we have to wait now weekly because I saw that first episode and I watched it with my wife. She's into zombies and thriller stuff. She's never seen the game or anything. But I watched it and we were both, like, on the edge of our seats. Like, I was smiling like an idiot because of all the game references. Like, it's so good. Where'd you get the money? For I agree this? with that. Definitely drugs. just hardcore drugs. Wait. All right. Yeah. So Super Mario yeah, was a, for was you, Justin. One. So I guess next, Sean, do you want to go second? So for if you had to choose your uh, top one for 2023, what would that be? The top one. Dune Part Two. Dune, uh, for sure, it was going to be Dune. My you're so right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So. Uh, I loved Doom Part One. It was my it was my movie of the year when it came out. Uh, I thought Denis Villeneuve's adaptation was flawless. He, he understood it. He was very passionate about it. Yes. 
So when it yes. finally got greenlit, we're doing part two. I was just like, I'm automatically on board. The additions to the cast look great. Like Austin Butler is going to be in it. It's uh, Lea Seydoux, Christopher yep. Walken. And I just really want to see the conclusion of the first book. Essentially, we've, yeah. we've only had half the story. One of the main problems I've had with the first Doom was that it didn't feel like a three-act structure. It felt like an act and a half. So when you have both of them, you'll have the whole three-act structure over two movies. So I just I just want it, to see the remind, end of the story. I agreed. It reminds me of, like, remember, like, every Easter, and I'm sure they still do this, on I believe it's on ABC they would play the the old the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And I remember back in the day when uh we had VHS that was two cassettes or maybe three. I could so that's Something what it feels like. like. I have one I have one cassette and I'm waiting for the other. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, re- I remember Titanic was two VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that oh, one. Oh yes, yeah. Titanic yeah. also. Yeah. But I watched I watched Ten Commandments more than Titanic. I can say that with full confidence. Well, m- my edition <laughs> of uh Dune because I have a, the Blu-ray at home. But I got the like the Walmart nice. collector's edition, and so Ooh. it's the original like Blu-ray, like in its traditional plastic. Is it steel? Wrap. It's not steel. This is what the unique thing that it uh. does. It has um, the original like Blu-ray that you buy off the shelf, but then mm. there's this thicker box. It just says Dune on it. It's black and it says Dune down the side, and you pop that box mm. open, and there's two sleeves inside the box. So you have part one, uh, and then you nestle part two next to it when it comes out. Nice. Oh, they knew. On, they knew. That's, that's awesome. You put it on the shelf, and it's just Dune. That's the collection. It's in one set. And then it came with um, like a faux movie prop where the um, – you know where he puts his hand in the box? That's the slipcase. Yes. Nice. Ooh, I like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. So you that's put really that cool. in the case. What was it? The, the Gong Jabbar? Yeah, the Gong Jabbar. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So that's where the, the slip case went in. And I was just like, that's cool. That's awesome. So, you see, I love how they get creative because I know Best Buys is, is, is very exclusive with their steel books. Mm-hmm. But like, you got like Walmart or any like Target, they do something different. And that's pretty dope. Yeah. So, like, so that's why I'm excited. But why are you excited for, uh, for Dune? Uh, pfft. Again, so I think I don't know if I mentioned this in in our recordings, Justin, but I remember talking to Justin, and it took me a while to read the book. So I'm a, for those for you, if you guys don't know, I'm a very slow reader, but luckily they had the audiobook, so I would listen to it while I'm reading. So I'm and I had the speed, uh, or I had the I get the narration sped up a little bit so I can get through it faster. So I was trying to finish it before the book. I mean, before the movie. And again, just same thing. Uh, Dennis knew he understood it. So everything I saw on screen, I saw in the book. Even uh, the scene in, in the, the Gom Jabbar scene, um, I remember him in an interview saying that he wishes that, um, why, why I'm forgetting the author's name. Uh, it's like Herbert right now. Thank you. He wishes that he could have seen that scene just to get his viewpoint saying like if this is like how it is like he can just get his uh, point of view on that um but i'm i'm gonna move on because you already said dune i do have a i guess another placeholder um rebel moon by Zack nice. snyder that just got its That's uh, a good release one. date today and yep. yes i saw that but like me and my friends always talk about it i can't wait but one thing i said about like there's barely any information on it I'm I'm a Zack Snyder fan in the sense that I love the artiste. Um, he may not have like 
hit movies like uh like in the past like i know he did like 300 and all these other movies but um he's a he's an artist and that's what i like about him so i'm very hyped for rebel moon well the one thing about this is that the release date is in late 20 uh, 2023 which is funny because star wars usually releases their movies around that time and i thought it was just the gall and the audacity of Zack Snyder to put it there because he was supposed to do a, a Star Wars movie but there was like no we don't want it so he retconned his, his story. Do you think it's like yeah, do you think it's him like all the Star Wars from his Star Wars movie? <laughs> Basically. Do you think like do you think it's him like trying to throw shade or do you think it's like an homage? I don't thing? think it's I don't think it's to throw shade but I in my opinion I'll say he's trying to throw shade. Okay. But I don't That's he's your head such cannon? a nice person that I don't think he would do that. I think it's more like a wink. Yeah. Like, there's no Star Wars this year. Like, like but a I'll cheeky give you wink. Star like, Wars. It's like, hey, hey, December, this is when Star Wars comes out. Hmm. Yeah. The only difference is he's we'll be out on Netflix his non existent mustache. On the big screen. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's in a special place with the fandom right now, and I think he knows that he has our intention. So anything oh, yeah. he does, we're just like, we're there for it, basically. So. Good for him. Yeah, that's a good yeah, choice. I put that on my up. anticipated list. Uh, I, I want to wait until I, I see what it looks like, but I've seen some of the concept art. And yeah. it's just, visually speaking, it's almost this weird clash of like Star Wars and Warhammer. I thought that was a good way to describe it. Like some of the soldiers, like uh, Gaunt's ghosts or something like that. Yeah, uh, even some behind the scenes. Like when you see him on set, he obviously it's not polished but you can just look behind him and you're like oh that looks cool like i wonder what that would look yeah. like um and he leans there's heavily a picture into the of him aspect as well which yeah i'm very intrigued it, about yes. so like zack snyder by way of kurosawa i mean that can either go really well or really bad but i applaud the swing yeah agree it's a swing for the fences for sure yeah <laughs> i'm excited yeah, for that one no good thing Fred, and tell then, me uh, your knee-jerk number one. What do you want? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be that original, but I think that if I have just like, I don't know, top of mind, I think of 2023, I, I think of Indiana Jones 5. Uh, I mean, it's been what? Uh, how one. long since we had the fourth one? It was 2008. 2008 and we all yeah. know definitely over definitely 10 over years. years uh, and Well, 15 years. And it was, I think, pretty much a stinker for everybody. And considering that this is for the first time in 2022, I know, which is crazy that you did that. But yeah, cool. I just uh, I just dodged <laughs> Crystal Skull because I was like, nope, don't want it tarnished. Yeah, but this is a special one. Yeah, because it's it's officially Harrison Ford's final film. Well, I mean, he the guy's 80, so I yes. guess it makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious where they're gonna go because they they, they feel like they're gonna retcon a lot of what Crystal Skull did. Um, I like the fact that they bring back old characters like Sala and you have this mysterious woman who is this goddaughter that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, and just like the whole de-aging Harrison Ford and he looks awesome in those like prologue scenes when they de-aged him. So yeah, like how to yeah. get back in time, giving us back that really good indie vibe from the, the 80s while also like respecting the character in the current era in the 1960s in his old age and trying to adapt with time and with the time and the apple omissions and how people are in the 60s i think that's brilliant that's good plus james mangle is a great director yeah. so yeah, i think we're we're in for something oh, good yeah. 
Uh, I'm excited for it. Mangle's on a hot streak lately. Like he's he's done four uh, v Ferrari. He did Logan before that, and uh, yeah, three ten to Yuma was I think ten years ago at this point. But three ten to Yuma is it's a, a good film. Podcast. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. recently. Actually, mm-hmm. I never saw it, but it's it's good. No, a good director, James Mangold. Good I only saw it one good, time. good, good characters, good story overall. I think he's really well balanced. I, I, I think that's really good for me, Ferrari. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 So, and then who's writing it? Yeah. I'm actually happy with Indy Five. I, um, I'm happy with Indy Five because they uh, they even announced that they're going to talk about like Shia LaBeouf's character. They're going to mention like what happened. So they're not. 100% retconning, they're going to, I mean, explain away some stuff, which is cool, um, because I might be, like, the only one here, but I actually enjoyed the character of Mutt, and I was like, I would have liked to see him be the cocky, new-aged uh, indie, but I get why they're leaving <laughs> Yeah, no, they past. can't do that. Um, but... Also, I don't think anyone wants to work with Shia LaBeouf anymore. <laughs> and then there's that, yeah. There's no, the, there were some good uh, parts. The going to be... Uh, but- Mutt, Mutt is not my top character, but I mean, I would be down to see uh, Karen Allen again as Marion, maybe like in one cameo or something. But what yeah. I think, and I think we should have nice. it. Sean and I would have a bet going is like, okay, so considering this is actually Harrison Ford's final film, or are you still like original trilogy characters who can still come back? And what we think is that if they are going to try to continue this franchise in some way without Harrison um, short round from Temple of Dune could come back and he had a really good year um, what's his name again yeah exactly with everything everywhere all at once yeah. like he's super hot right now everybody wants yeah. to work with him so I'm, I'm pretty sure they're keeping this a secret and he's going to be back in this film he's going to yeah. make an appearance yeah. I would be very surprised if he doesn't show up. I'm sure he will be there. I would be there, yeah. very surprised yeah. too. And I'm sure like once an it comes out. Like an end I, credit scene? Yeah, maybe an end credit scene. Or yeah, maybe something. even like just like in the movie, like an assistance. Like Indy's in trouble. And then like Short Round comes in like unexpectedly. And like we're all like happy to see him again. But then maybe like two weeks after release, Disney Plus limited series like short round it's gonna be like six episodes like, i'm sure they're gonna so do something cool. like that they would for sure. awesome. i mean they that would work talking about they did it. that yeah. with... they have to be t- like at least considering it. yeah yeah sure. and if they're yeah. not that's a problem because <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did that's... that with um national was it national treasure yeah there's a short yeah. series i, I don't with, i don't know it's who... a series i don't think I it heard connects good things to the though. original films but the and, thing is, um, I think it's just the name. If you're a fan of yeah. that well, the, um, franchise, the tech like, guy well, is in go the show. Like the, the, the hacker techie yeah. dude. He's a, he's a carry-on um, character. But like Nick Cage gotcha, is Gotcha, gotcha. Because they, they are still making the third one, too. They just announced that it's like filming or in the middle of filming or something like that. Which, mm. interesting. Interesting, yeah. Nick Cage is also <laughs> one of those actors who's on a bit of like a comeback lately. Yeah, he's going to be Dracula, like, man. Yeah. yeah, he goes to sleep. Yeah, like when he plays himself with Pedro Pascal. Dude, in that that movie, was one of my favorite movies of last year. The Unbearable Weight of Mass. I still want to see it, though. It was like my number five movie. Yeah. Oh, it wow. Was, I loved it. It was it's, funny. It was endearing. That, like, it was just, it was the right was movie. Was it just called Cage or something? No, it's called The, uh, no, the, it's unbearable, the unbearable Weight of Talent. Yeah. And like, I feel like Nick Cage is one of those actors where he'll go to sleep for five years and then come out with seven. projects. He can always projects. come back. He can yeah. always come back. 
Yeah. He was in um that Spider Man. He was in Spider Spider Verse yeah. as a yeah. Spider Man Noir. Like he was just yeah. he was just behind the scenes and he's just, like starting to show his face, sleep for five years, then come back and then sleep for. Like, yep. I think he's gaining it. more respect for who he is and what he's done. So I think that he's getting that recognition and be implicated in bigger project because he's been here long enough. And giving the right script, yeah, I think he's not bad. He's not a bad actor with the with the good script. So, yeah, I think that's that's what's happening with him. But yeah, yeah, and community, yeah, helped. Yeah, it just knows what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it did help. It did help a lot. But it's a good so round of uh, top ones. It, uh... It's a uh, yeah, good movies. Yeah, gents. one one I yeah. know we were at least all excited for because we talked about it briefly before the show. But I know Oppenheimer's probably on our lists as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of nods. Yes, <laughs> for a director, so, to, Oppenheimer um, made it to my. Oppenheimer is number nine on my list. I mean, for a director to recreate yeah. a nuclear uh, a nuclear explosion on screen, <laughs> just for make it as real as possible, I think that's that's something that's unheard of. So yeah. This, Oppenheimer is going to be. But good. is it like to do? Was it just to do like the mushroom cloud or the actual explosion I don't know. itself? So he did. Oh, he did all practical effects to recreate the actual explosion. Like I know from the footage that they have. Yeah, it's like so. It is going to be the mushroom cloud, but it's like he wanted it just as big and just as grand as the actual. I see one. what you're saying. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. But like. When you think about it, if he used all practical effects, like what did he have? Like five thousand sticks of dynamite we, just in one we little did place. Joke like, about that. We're like the budget was just that, and they were like just oh, he that. was gonna do everything for else for free. Just film <laughs> the rest of the movie for free. Yeah, Killian Murphy took a took a hit on his on his pay <laughs> like, because of that scene. In a, in my best worst Peaky Blinder accent, big. We want to see the explosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a pay cut. Not bad. Take Not a pay bad. Cut. Take a pay cut. Take a pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that's better than mine. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> no, I'm 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 stoked for this. Um, because what was the last Tenet. movie? It was was, was Tenet? it Tenet? It was Tenet, which Tenet. Yeah. Fred and I well, saw I know on the was... big screen. It was the first like return to COVID to theaters. to theaters in the middle of COVID. No, we saw something first before Tenet, but yeah. it, th this was, I think, our biggest movie return. Like, this okay. is the major blockbuster, the first one we saw after yeah, COVID, yeah. but I still enjoyed Tenet. I know it's it's a mind fuck, sorry for the language, watching that film because it's so complicated, but it's it's still good. There's a lot of good scenes, it, but it yeah. I, um, I think it's, it's mixed for a lot of people. Like, I enjoy it. I have too, it yeah. on Blu-ray. I'm just, like, spending more time to forget about it so I can rewatch it again because there's certain things I picked up on it even throughout the movie I was picking up and explaining to my friends as we were watching it for the first time they were like oh that makes sense um I will agree though I you probably you guys probably have a different experience because I watched it on blu-ray on my in my tv um it was hard of hearing yeah, certain things no, would you guys have the same everybody experience? A, i don't know what he was yeah, doing was with sound in that film because maybe he judged that the dialogue wasn't important enough because we can't hear the character talking like i'm just what what it's so complicated i mean if it was a rom-com it would be something else but you're talking about nuclear physics and playing with time i'm like no we need to understand yeah, what your characters are saying stuff. Uh, dude come on so exactly. yeah. it does have me a little yeah. worried for Oppenheimer, considering it seems to be a bit of a trend for Nolan to 
have very bizarre sound mixing. He's did them with Interstellar. Yeah, I think that's he's been getting a lot of. Yeah. And he's saying yeah. these composers all go negative. nuts, like Ludwig Göransson and Hans Zimmer. Just go nuts, guys. We'll, we'll support yeah. you. Just, yeah, we're just going to pound the keyboard. The just hold the note. Yeah. Just layer it on top of the movie and don't worry about covering the, the vocals. Yeah. People can read lips now. But not, that, that, that's exactly what he's saying. But yeah, I think that's a trend with, with his movies now because like after Interstellar, I believe, which to me is a great movie. It's top mm. five for me. We have then very after different that, opinions it was on Dunker. that one. <laughs> yeah, to each his <laughs> own, you know. Um, and then Dunker came out, you know, and yeah, that is uh, it's a not it's a non-fictional fiction because it's, it's yeah. based on historical. Like the characters uh, are um, a mix of real and fictitious characters. Yeah, but I love the way he told yeah, the story. Too. Um, it wasn't for me because it was like when I think of Chris Nolan, I think of science fiction. So then when he came out with Tenet, I was like, "Ooh, I'm very excited for this. So I remember walking into the theater with my friend to see us. I forget what movie we were seeing. And I saw the Oppenheimer like, you know, box set up. And I was like, what if Oppenheimer is science fiction? So it's just hard to tell. I think it's just going to be nonfiction. There's no like yeah. sci-fi in it. I don't think so. I think it's um, just going to be But a it would be dope if they had hints. Yeah, but I don't know. N- Nolan could surprise us. He could just throw it in there in the middle of the theater, like just waiting. Batman's gonna swing in. <laughs> That's Christian <laughs> Bale's return to the character. Yeah. He's gonna swing in and save everyone back in the, time. the nuke. It's yep. possible though that maybe in like the exploration of physics, we could get like enter like the mind of Oppenheimer, and we can sort of see the world how he mm-hmm. sees it, and that could yeah. allow for nolan to like explore a bit more like abstract visuals because he he has nolan does have this obsession of time in all is if it's it's uh i guess meaning so like the way he told dunkirk is time related mm-hmm. it's not like there's sci-fi in it but with the way he cut the the footage was time it's just the way he was telling the story he may do the same with oppenheimer i can see oppenheimer with the tools of um not the following but uh what's the other his other successful movie his one of his first yes memento i can see it being like memento i don't know why oh that would be interesting the non-linear storytelling yeah i can feel that that would be really cool actually i think that'd be a really good way to tell the story and like jump around but have a through line that's that's fun yeah it'd be interesting to see it's on my list it's it's probably floating around 10 it's going to be out on the same day as Barbie. So Nolan and Barbie Which, are going head to wow. head at the box. That's going to be an interesting battle day. for sure. Yeah. So what wins the commercial appeal of Barbie or the box office lure of Chris Nolan? I think I have the answer. The, the, Which one? So for the I think I have the answer, but it's not. So Barbie yeah. actually. I think it's Barbie going to win. I no, think go it's ahead, Barbie Fred. I'm sorry. Gonna win because again, the, the, the family experience. So too. Yeah. So yeah, so Barbie was actually my number eight. So it was one above Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. So I think initially Barbie's gonna destroy the box office. Barbie's gonna like maybe for the first two weeks. But I do think Oppenheimer, uh, depending on how the story is told, it could have more longevity. I think after a while it'll build up and either match or surpass Barbie over time. 
Yeah, because um, he would have to come back from in the long too, run. Which, it might again, was mixed like reviewed. A cult thing, like over yeah. years, we will yeah. go like, ah, yes, Oppenheimer, but Barbie might fade into obscurity a bit more. Can't believe a mass. I mean, I'm I'm uh, super excited for Barbie. <laughs> no, yeah, I I like the yeah. cast for Barbie. <laughs> it's something like when I was a kid, I used to like, you know, as boys when we we're kids, we we're just like, oh, Barbie. Hot Wheels and like soldiers and all these things, but now I'm here, a 30 year old man. I'm like, I am down to. See but they Barbie. acknowledge <laughs> this. That's what's funny is that they 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 play it for laughs. And I know it's a stupid question, but I have to ask it: is the, is Barbie film in IMAX or not? Is it going to be a like I don't film with IMAX? Honestly, no one. I probably don't know if IMAX, IMAX just for, okay. for giggles because that would be interesting. It should be. <laughs> it should be in IMAX. I mean, the teaser trailer alone was beautiful. It was inventive. Absolute... I'll say that. I was not expecting the callbacks to 2001. Yeah. yeah d- didn't yeah. see that coming. I mean, it was almost like frame by frame. Yeah. Um, it was It was. It was clever. I, I, once they announced this movie and they announced Margot Robbie was, was Barbie and then afterwards they did a Ryan Gosling as Ken, I was like, you know what? You got and me. Also I'm going to well. pay money to go see oh. this. Yeah, he is. I don't know who he is, but yeah. Yeah, and um, Greta Gerwig is the director, and she's fresh off of Little Women, which I yep. quite enjoyed. Yeah. I did enjoy, but it's a movie that I would have just seen once. Yeah. I remember enjoying the movie. Like, would I rush out and like, add like it to my movie. collection? No, but I watched it, and I was like, I enjoyed that movie. It gave me the feels. Gave me some feels. But yeah, she's 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 gotten moved. Like, well, there was another movie. She's she's Lady, Bird, Lady Bird, right? Which also, I forget that actress uh, sure, sure was Ronan. in that movie as well. Yeah, no. Thank you. She was in there. Well, too. Considering it's in Greta Gerwig's hand, I think it's it's. I think people can say, okay, it's a safe bet because if it was anybody else, I think it would be just a, a commercial, normal blockbuster, but like with poor storytelling. But we know it's going to be a little upper yeah. than that with Greta Gerwig. So yeah. So I, I don't know how if I'm trying for it, but I guess my girlfriend wants to go see it. So I guess I'll go with her. But it's we're I can't gonna say round it's the boys up 10, together. We're gonna have guys night out. Going to go Barbie. see Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rent down a limo. To that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull up to the theater. A pink yeah. Let's get pink. Get limo. a pink Hummer. <laughs> limo Hummer. And just go down to the AMC. Yep. Yeah, and be like with our our suits and everything. We'll just be like like the opening of Entourage or something. But we're gonna like walk into yeah. Uh, <laughs> screening. It, it it has to be like sequin suits though. Like, yeah. Really over the yeah. top. Like we're all wearing like pink and white suits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, a. Bad. I do have. I do have a movie that I'm more curious about because. Um, Michael B. Jordan is directing Creed. Creed 3. This is his directorial debut. Yeah. Creed 3. Yep. So I am a big fan of Jonathan Majors ever since The Five Bloods. Did you see uh, Devotion? Um, I think. No, not yet. And I still, that's like one of his only movies I haven't I seen. I quite yet. liked it. Like, oh, are you? Yeah. Okay, good, good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to hear that because I, now I'm just going to, it's going to push me to go see it now. Um, but I'm, I'm stoked to see Jonathan Majors in this. I, he's going to bring the heat. And we could all talk about Ant-Man later, but he's going to bring the heat in Creed. And I'm just curious to see uh, Jordan's directorial debut, debut this year. No, I'm, I put it on my list as well. I'm a big fan of the first Creed movie. Like, It's 
probably just as good as the the OG Rocky in my opinion. If not, maybe even better. Uh, I I mm-hmm. liked the second one, but nowhere near as much as the uh, the first one. I think the second one was just fan service because the moment they showed Drago's name, it was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, fan service, woo, which was cool. But you know, yeah. whatever. So with the third one, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for a story that feels more like that original first one. Agreed. And I'm very curious to see how yeah. Michael B. Jordan will fare as a director because he's a very talented actor. Yes, right, and uh, Coogler ha- had his hand in it story-wise, right? I, I believe. think he's credited as either on story or maybe on screenplay, but it, like as a co. I thought he was a producer. Maybe a producer. Yeah, I even thought that yeah. too. I Stallone's can check. not involved in this one whatsoever. That's yeah, yes, yeah, because Stallone was he helped with the story on Creed, if I'm not mistaken. And he yeah. also produced it and on the co-starred first in it. It's like Stone was very involved with Creed One because the rights don't the rights don't belong to him anymore or something like that. From right? what I read, Jordan just wanted to move out of like Rocky's shadow, and he was just like, "Sorry, Sly, like you're out on this one. I'm, we're doing this on my own." And Sly said, "Just said yes." <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> no problem. I think nah, he he's had, doing he, that he, show uh, um, on Paramount. Tulsa King. Yes. Yeah, which I've not seen. So Coogler did the screenplay and the story. Yes, okay. I see that here. So, but um, yeah, it's um, he kind of got edged out because I think the rights are with the studio now. I don't think he owns them anymore. Um, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like um, James Cameron Terminator. Like Cameron yep. at this point can't directly make a Terminator movie due to some weird rights issue with the studio, and it's. It's kind of bogus. Yeah, I think it's like they're always going to be regulated to like executive producers or something like that. But and that's why we they, got those those other movies. Well, the last one I enjoyed, but the one before that I did oh, not Terminator? care. Genesis? I did not see it. Genesis. Genesis. I think it was Genesis. I didn't care for. Genesis was the one with uh, Amelia Clark. I didn't see that. Yeah, one. Amelia I Clark. Didn't care for but it wasn't good. Yeah. But the one it. after that, I did like. I enjoyed. Dark Fate was not bad, but I'm I'm gonna beat the drum that Terminator Salvation is a solid movie. It's it's good. It's we, not we bad. Spoke about yeah, this yeah, last we did. Time. It's, we it's did. a yep. good film. Uh, Terminator Salvation. But yeah, I, yeah, underappreciated, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very much yeah. so. Um, yeah. I I'll just throw it in quickly because there's not gonna be too much to say on it, but at least people will be a little surprised by it. But there is going to be a French language version of um, Three Musketeers coming out this year. It's going to be in two parts, and the trailer's out, so I would recommend anyone just go and watch the trailer. But Eva Green's going to be in it, and uh, Vincent Cassel will be in it. And it's going to be this like grounded historical look at uh, the Three Musketeers. So it's not going to be too much like over-the-top adventure. It's going to look more like a Ridley Scott movie. And there's like I think they said they had 9,000 hmm. extras for uh Wow, movie. I like that. Good. Like hundreds upon hundreds of horses. And yeah, just like it's all out big. And like I said, they're filming it in two movies. So I think the first one's out in May and the second one's out in November. Um, mm. Just colored me very intrigued. And they filmed in on location on places like in Versailles and at the Louvre. And the movie just has this like big scope about it. And I'm... I'm just very interested to see it because I think Three Musketeers is one of those stories that everyone knows, but 
I think it's always done in almost like a cartoony kind of way. Especially the last one. With the last Orlando one with Rios. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always like a kid-friendly or made for like yeah. the younger viewer. Or it emphasizes the adventure more than the, the historical aspect of it. So I just wanted to throw that yeah. in there because I think a lot of people probably aren't aware about it. And with Vincent Cassell and mm-hmm. Eva Green in it, I think there's a lot of talent involved with the cast yeah no 100% and it's way overdue that they're doing like a French movie on the Three Musketeers which is one of the biggest French literary work from Alexandre (laughs) Dumas so I mean no no it's for sure I'm gonna watch time it's time so it's gonna be great but talking you were talking about Ridley Scott and I think I'm gonna bring up one movie Mm. but that we haven't discussed and I think it's not even no marketing material no promotional material on it um, as of now but it's scheduled for 2023 but napoleon is scheduled yeah. for 2023 with oh, um, yeah. joaquin phoenix as as napoleon <laughs> so I have um well. it's um it's gonna be napoleon. apple tv plus uh, that one really not a not a theater experience yeah. oh okay well, i don't know if apple's gonna throw it on the theater or not that's the interesting thing there's a few big movies coming out next year like napoleon and uh killers of the flower moon and I, I don't know if they're going to get theatrical runs. Hmm. And I feel like Napoleon, from what I've read about it, needs to be seen on the big screen. Yeah, that's what I'm really surprised that it's only on Apple TV Plus because I think that Ridley Scott has that respect for the big screen experience. So especially for like, I don't know, an historical uh biopic like this well biopic non-fiction fiction like you said jay but uh yeah so yeah no this is going to be a good one and again good talent involved and whatnot that just i think it's just sucks a little bit that it's not a french actor playing napoleon but again like i'm sure he's joaquin is going to do a good job but well, I know that Ridley is an uneven though, director gonna... in terms of what he delivers, like in the recent years. Yeah. So it's hard to say what to expect if it's going to be good or not. But from what I've read about the Napoleon movie, even though it's called Napoleon and Napoleon's going to be like the focus point, the POV character will be his wife, who will be played by Vanessa Kirby, and she, we're yep. going to be like looking at his career and his like ascension, but from her point of view. And I think that's a very interesting decision. I think he was really inspired by Last Wall a lot. I thought this was actually... (laughs) That's good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was actually going to be more of like a historical, I guess, biopic and like maybe have bigger sets and like maybe like within like the wars and the conquering and stuff. But I guess if they're framing it through his wife, it might take a whole other tone. So maybe the movie's smaller than we think. From what I hear, again, we, we don't have trailers, but I think I saw in an interview that really Scott said there's going to be six major battles in the movie. Six. Oh, wow. Six. Oh, wow. So that's that's pretty big yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> six massive. Six battles in, two, in a two, wow. three-hour yeah, movie. that's a lot. That's pretty big. Yeah, so, Gladiator didn't have six. Kingdom of Heaven didn't have six, I think. I'm trying to remember. Kingdom but no. of Heaven had a bunch of small skirmishes, but yeah. maybe well, one big battle, two big battles, and maybe like three three skirmishes good good for him and i will i'm i will beat the drum and i will keep beating that drum kingdom of heaven director's cut is a fantastic movie <laughs> i do i do sponsor that though i don't know if you gents uh justin jay if you have seen, i've actually i've never seen the director watch it the director's cut it's, elevates a, yeah. a movie that was like a two and a half star movie two of four like, to like a four yeah. four and a half like it yeah dramatically elevates oh, it really the material. Just a, okay. yeah 
uh, like watch it's it like find it on blu-ray on amazon i think it's not expensive but yeah. watch it it's worth your time I, cool. I bought a copy it was like seven bucks canadian but i think there's roughly 45 additional minutes thrown into the movie and you're you're like oh. why was all this cut it's super important information <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, no nah, definitely it's check it out. His director's cuts. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that. I think uh, I know uh, uh, Michael Mann's got a movie coming out as well this year. Uh, kind of going off of that topic of big directors from maybe like yesteryear coming out with bigger movies again. But Michael Mann did Heat, Collateral, and he's going to be doing a biopic on mm-hmm. Ferrari with Adam Driver. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting so coming choice. Ferrari, yeah, and I'm, I'm driver. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I I forgot about we, this one. We were actually quickly. talking about Adam Driver. Yeah, we were actually oh. talking about him the other day. Well, in one of our uh, for sixty five. Dude, I'm for so 65. excited for sixty five. I was gonna actually bring that up as like one of my next ones, but Yeah, that, that we made were it talking on my about list. how we needed more original sci fi that's not Marvel yep. and again, not, I'm not not to hate on I'm not hating on Avatar, but just something that's not so big it's it yep. seems out of left field mm-hmm. and that that sells it for me i had put it yeah, on it's, my, it looks like it's a turok yeah. type of movie where he's just surviving around all these dinosaurs i'm all for it i had Give put it, it on my please. draft from anticipated articles before the trailer came out because i saw that adam driver's coming out with a, a sci-fi movie but the description that i saw at the time didn't specify the dinosaurs so I was already like Adam Driver in sci-fi. I'm like, I'm already interested. But then the trailer came out. It was yeah. like, the trailer's just called 65. I'm like, all right, like what's it going to be? Like is the ship called 65 or something like that? So I, I went in without knowing the dinosaur angle and I pressed play. And then the dinosaurs came in. I'm just like, <laughs> this movie just went from like being, I'm intrigued to holy crap. I'm super excited for this movie because as you said, kind of reminiscent of Turok. And I think after the Jurassic World movies, we need to make dinosaurs scary again. Yeah, what a huge and middle finger kind of to the Jurassic both. World franchise. I mean, if this movie succeeds, 65 succeed, considering Jurassic I World Dominion so. was a piece yeah. of shit, I'm like, all right, uh, Jurassic <laughs> World, man, you need to rethink your game here Dude. because, yeah. Dominion was such was a letdown bad. For me. Um, it was yeah. I was, it was my so most disappointed movie disappointed movie of last year. Oh, that's so sad because I I haven't seen the second one yet. But <laughs> the third the one makes the second okay. one look good. Yeah, yeah. Oh it, wow. Yeah, and the only saving grace for me with that movie was right at directly after that I saw Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick, so I didn't end mm-hmm. my day on a bad note. We did back to whenever you said that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a I had a Tuesday off when I wasn't doing anything and I went for I got my tickets beforehand so I got like you know discount movie Tuesday yeah, tickets. Yeah, we had the same here. And I spent I spent 6 hours, 7 hours almost in the in the theater. It was it was fantastic. So you saw Jurassic World first kind of left going eh and then went in yeah. Top Gun had a religious experience. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, the opposite. Yeah. Like, when I drove of, home, yeah. not in a robe, and he was just like, <laughs> "When I drove home, I was flying. Yeah, I was flying a jet. That's what that was. Yeah, anyway, it wasn't a car anymore. It was an actual <laughs> fighter jet." <laughs> All right, I love that. Oh, uh, we talked about Marvel, and 
don't want to hate on it. Things like you mentioned, Jonathan Majors. Personally, I mean, there's not too much Marvel on the horizon to be excited I'm for. Only, but I, any, if we're talking about Marvel in its entirety, Spider Man, Spider Man, and and yeah. uh, and Ant Man. I said Aquaman, Spider Man, and Ant Man to me. For me, it's uh, Spider Man. Ant Man looks like it's gonna be the 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 oh, Guardians too. But the, the thing is, it's it's ending, so I'm like. I'm sure it's going to be good, but Ant-Man, when it comes to the MCU going forward, I think it's going to be that shift. Yeah. And I want it to be that thing that kind of brings back all the people that are um, don't have that much faith in Phase 4. And I'm one of those people. There are only like maybe two movies that I cared about. Which it's ones? Spider-Man and Strange. Okay. So I hope Ant-Man for, does for that for probably me Spider-Man and, and Shang-Chi. I forgot about Shang-Chi. And that's not yeah, wrong. Shang-Chi was that. good, and I forgot about yeah. Shang-Chi. It was so early. Shang-Chi. Yeah, it was early. Uh, there's other things that happened on Disney Plus, but yeah, Phase Four was yeah. inconsistent. Well, we'll we'll put it nicely at inconsistent. Uh, well, I think you know, first half of Phase Four was you know they they blew their load, you know. WandaVision, and then we had Loki, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange. And then right after that, it's very apparent there is a quality dip in everything. And, you know, I was a fan of She-Hulk. I I loved the series and how it went. I kind of was indifferent for Miss Marvel. Um, I was really upset with Thor 4. Yeah. Um, There was just so much, to your point, it was was very inconsistent. Thor is my favorite comic book character. And I felt like they they did him wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was rough for that. I think it it's and that was to me like, again, it is the studio, but I think it was one of those things where I can see suits, and I I'm, I'm not gonna blame Feige, but I can see suits saying, uh, Ragnarok was funny. Let's do the same thing, but for part four. And is that a suits problem or is that a Taika problem? Hmm, that could be a Taika problem, but I think is you honestly, that's a good question. I think it was the suits because Taika doesn't necessarily kind of like I rehash his tried, stuff. Like yeah, he has a he, brand of humor, but yeah. I can see him like if he was truly given free reign, I don't think that movie would have been that way. Yeah, I think that like Taika would have done better. I think there was a lot of yeah. they're like, we like what you did. Keep doing this because I t- that wasn't Taika no. seeing that. Movie. That was not him. It was, it was, but Taika, like, it, just didn't it was almost feel like, like a parody of Taika, and Taika's good at like yes. satire and parody. Yes. So it was weird. Exactly. I think it left a bit of a, phase four left a bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm looking over, I'm like, what am I excited for? Because I'm super duper excited for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I think Into the Spider-Verse is a moving piece of art. Uh, so super excited about that. But I'm looking over the MCU in general, not even like this year, but... It, we're getting spider-man love in the back um but i'm looking over like what we've seen announced phase five and what we know of phase six and i'm like indifferent i guess i'm a little (laughs) excited there's a lot of indifference on the horizon for me the only movie i'm truly excited for in the mcu going forward that we have like confirmation about is secret war but yeah Yes, with, we with had the, the same the, conversation not too yes, long ago. Like with the new big bad, I feel like I don't want to say it's last minute, but in the last maybe t- 
three to five years, uh, Kang was a last minute big bad. Like yeah. we need a new Thanos, and they were like, let's just have him be that big. And bad. because of the Disney Plus um, shows, it accelerates the timeline a little bit. Like usually, the phases last yes. what four years, maybe. Back in the day, about phase yeah phase four lasted what. It felt like, and years. also you like got the, three, you got the time jump, yeah, you got the time jump as well with the five year, so it's like everything is taking place five years. So you, normally, people were able to follow that because it was concurrent with our actual reality. Mm-hmm. Now you have this time jump where everything takes place five years ahead. It's hard to like follow because it's like, oh yeah, like this takes place during Christmas, and it's like it, it makes sense. So I think when Iron Man three was out, it was Christmas yes. time. So it was like it made sense, but you also have to remember there's things like COVID affected the release schedule, mm-hmm. and, and that is true. It pushed everything out more. Like, uh, so this phase was, pro- was, was supposed to be shorter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was supposed to be this shorter. phase was supposed to be shorter, which is baffling yeah. because it's it's squeezing so much content in, and you're getting like a movie a quarter, you're getting a show a quarter, so you're getting like eight titles a year, let's say. Whereas, like, let's say Phase 2, you got, what, six movies? Well, it was original Slate, I think, was one movie a year. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they started to do, like, I think it was two every other year. Yeah, and it's just been ramping up. And we're getting to the point where it's, like, It's just the shows now. now. A little bit of fatigue. The shows now is what really pushes it forward. Not to like change the subject entirely, I did watch this video on YouTube. It was like 25 minutes long. And something that uh, the key words that stuck out to me was like novelty, like the beginning of Marvel Studios. Like it was great. Now it's just like what I see is Marvel Studios is getting too big for their bridges. And they're just like, yeah, we can do this. And they're just throwing stuff out there. And I think they're trying to find kind of recreate what they did before. But it's hard because they had this plan. And we heard in the news that they're doing this. They did the retreat to have a plan for the rest of the next 10 years. Yep. But right now they're just throwing darts at a, uh, at a yeah. black wall. It's a little worrying. Uh, but I don't think it's as worrying as DC. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I'm not worried. Ooh. And if, if you've heard me and Justin talk about in our podcast, I'm not worried about DC in the sense that I'm upset about the restructuring, but James Gunn is very competent. I'm going to follow him to the ends of the earth for his new plan because there is a plan. Um, I'm going to miss Henry Cavill, but again, the way I see it is I don't have control over these these major characters. This is owned by a studio. I'm going to wait till I see a trailer or stills before I make decisions. But I think because there um, is a plan and we know there's a plan and it, it doesn't include Henry Cavill, etc., it does make my excitement for the 2023 DC slate that much less uh, excited. It's non-existent. Yeah, I'm like, why? Why do I get excited for a cha- like Shazam or Aquaman? I'm like, I, I, I'm agreeing to, to all that. I'm just more focused on Flash because Flash has the like in-world ability to yeah. retcon things. So I'm wondering what that's gonna do. But anything else. I don't I'm care. glad you mentioned Flash. You can have an whole, a whole because episode. Flash was, and Sean is, ti- I think, is tired of hearing me talk about it. But Flash <laughs> is one of my most anticipated movies of 2023 because I was so 
freaking like hype to see Michael Keaton bat as, bat, uh, back as Batman. And this movie, I, see, I think, is still on the ice. And I think that this is going to be the one that is going to break or not. Like what's going to happen next or if people have still yeah. faith in the Snyderverse. And if the numbers, I mean, what's if they do decide it? to release this both on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time, the numbers are incredible in terms of the box office. They're, then they're going to say, okay, well, there's still potential with that universe. Maybe we'll see if we can still inject some more money into the storytellings of those characters, except Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. But yeah, I, I just hope they're going to release it this year. I don't know, but it's just fingers crossed. I really want to see the Flash. I mean, it's, out, so it's slated. And his Miller might it's still slated be in, for... like, going forward. And I'm like, that seems like a weird decision to make. So it's slated for uh, June 23rd, right, uh, The Flash? And I've had so many feelings about The Flash in the DCEU proper. Um, specifically yeah. the actors. Yeah, specifically it, it's, for, it's with Ezra. It's hard to get excited because... I don't, I don't like him as The Flash. You know, outside of all the other issues that have been going on with him, um, I don't like him as The Flash. I do not. I think he I, is a. I think he's a problem that he's called. It's a problem that he's called Barry Allen. Now, if he would have been um, Wally, West, Wally West, I would have been okay with that, because the the characters, the actual like makeup of Barry Allen to me, uh, does not fit Ezra Mount Ezra Miller's like Flash the, the at guy all. That got on the CW. Uh, Harry Grant, of most Grant, Grant Gustin. Gustin. He was Grant more Barry Gustin. Allen. He was on point. They, sh- I still say it to this day. They should have gave him one point seven billion dollars and made him do the movie, and we would have been in a whole other situation. Yeah, it would have been a real property because that is my Barry Allen, Grant Gust. And you know, for better or for worse, the show is inconsistent, but him as an actor mm-hmm. that is the Barry Allen character and they should have made it a thing. I agree. Um but I I was I was hyped to see uh you know Michael Keaton's return and I'm pretty sure they actually nixed that now, didn't they? Didn't they Not remove it? They, 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 they removed yeah. like bad oh, okay. he was supposed okay. to be bad girl and bad girl they just can- canceled the whole movie but the Flash yeah, is still um, what I read Ben Affleck is out and uh, Henry Cavill is out, and maybe Gal Gadot is out because they were supposed to have cameos in it. Okay, I remember. So, so as of right now, I'm looking at a Variety article, and it looks like Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are still in the movie. Okay, nothing else for any other cameos, but it looks like those two are still there. I remember when originally uh, Cyborg was supposed to be in it. <laughs> And yep. I would have been all for it because to me, I just thought of Flashpoint. Cyborg was a big player in that storyline. Um, but then, well, we and know, they set uh, that up. The issue you with uh, they did with the issue with um, the the actor and and the company. I, I understand like that's a whole different thing. But again, it's it's this weird greed thing and this pettiness and ego. It's like. Let the guy play Cyborg. I remember. Did you guys see uh, Peacemaker? No, no I, no, I want to see it though. I haven't, but I still haven't even seen the Suicide Squad. Okay, so Squad. I'm not gonna say anything. If you guys see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. That Suicide Squad is great. Uh, that's I, I, it's it's on my to do yeah. list. I saw. Yeah, yeah it's the Which second Suicide one. Squad? Oh, you yeah. mean the the second one? The the, the refresh. refresh? Yeah. 
Yeah. It was, it was good. okay. It wasn't, yeah, it was it wasn't okay. like yeah. anything crazy. Do you need to see? I mean, the it's Suicide? way better than yeah. that first one. Compared compared yeah. to the Suits first yeah. movie, yeah. Do you need to see the Suicide Squad that, to but... see Peacemaker? Yes. Yes. I think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I, I, from what I remember, because I watched it uh, in the first episode, they do like recap what happened to why he ended up where he ended up. Um, but. To get more of his character and how he ended up there, you would have to see the movie. Okay. Yeah. The movie's yeah. definitely worth it. The movie's a good time. Well, I mean, it got yeah. James Gunn, uh, the big the big chair, so I, I, big, I would imagine yeah. it's uh, at least pretty solid. But uh, yeah, yeah. even with the the rest of the DC slate, like I said, with Shazam, it's coming out first. Shazam, like, I don't care about Aquaman Shazam. Is um, coming out in. <laughs> I don't know if I should watch it. I've I've seen the first one so late. I'm like, yeah, we're in the same Shazam. boat. I don't know. We're in the same boat. Yeah. We all Shazam we is all one of my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. One of my oh, favorite sorry, characters. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. sad. It's it really should have sad. started out with Black Adam, and they ruined yep. it. So that's yep. that, that's me as a writer. I and now if I would have worked for DC for free, and I would have gave all you guys the perfect slate. Black Adam should have been the first movie, and then Shazam. But then that's just no, it's true. my opinion. They should have been Black Adam it first. It should have yeah. been. But uh, considering, I think we're over an hour. I think we can reserve the last few minutes that we have together with two films. I think we haven't talked about, and they're I think really hyped for geeks like us. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but Mission Impossible Seven and John Wick Four. Is that too good I mean, pick? Those are those are my two yeah. and three personally. So I think that those two we yeah. need to talk those, about. Yeah, sure. we have to talk about those. Those made it to my honorable. Oh, okay. oh interesting. Okay, interesting. Okay, so I actually want to yeah. go there first as to why it's not higher on your list. So I used to be a really big Mission Impossible fan, but I stopped after Ghost Protocol. Wow! So you're almost like you missed the best of it. Of the <laughs> yeah, I know. Missed, that's yeah. what I've been. That's what I've yeah, been told. Because I, I but, think I didn't see Ghost Protocol, and then I saw Rogue Nation, Rogue yeah. Nation and what was yeah. after that? Fallout. Fallout. So I saw Rogue yeah, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation I didn't see. It was and Rogue then Nation I heard was my Ghost Protocol. Was At this cool. point, Rogue Nation is my favorite Mission Impossible. Rogue, Rogue Nation. Ghost, Ghost Protocol yeah. was the last one, and then I was just like, ugh, like I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, John Wick. So I really like John Wick. John Wick. Uh, I saw the first two. I it's only in my honorable mention because I didn't. It's see not the third that one. great. It's good. So, it's, I think it's good fun, good entertainment, but it's not nothing compared it, to it, the first two. What it two. did, it just yeah. went like this. Like I, what I loved about John Wick one and two, it kept it nice and grounded. That yeah. the the world was like you could imagine the mm-hmm. world, but you I wanted to just keyhole. stay on John Wick. Yes, and it just yeah. kept expanding. We kept opening this door. I, I do at least like. And then the they were lore. talking about expanding the universe with the the, the series called the Continental, yeah. which has nothing to yeah, do with John Wick. Called Ballerina. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, and and it's just like, and then just and you gotta the way, remember it started as such a small yeah. project. That's why it the did. first one worked yeah. so well. They didn't think they would do yeah, any sequels say, with it. And, yeah, yeah. I w- My thing about uh, Keanu Reeves too, because he says. I'll keep doing this. Um, I think he said, I'll keep doing it if the fans want it. I'm like, yeah, yeah but the fans sometimes don't know what they yeah. want. And you're just going to ruin though. it. It's a good point. And I love Keanu, but it's like. I, 
Like, I, I would hope this is the last yeah. one. Uh, well, there's, good, they were supposed to film four and five not. at the same time, but I think COVID messed that plan up. But there is a fifth one down the pipe. Um, I will say, kind of going off of what uh, Fred said, three is the weakest in terms of story, but it's also the best in terms of action. I don't agree. Uh, th- no. Two is well, better. Two, we'll I agree to disagree. Two, two, I think, is better in terms of action than three. But The, the penultimate yeah. fight in three, he fights uh, two of the guys from the raid. And to me, that's just like catnip. Like John Wick is fighting two of the guys from the raid. Like, I, that's all you need to say. And uh, I think yeah, Tiger yeah. Chen that, is one right. of the stunt coordinators <laughs> on it as well. And if you know your stunts, Tiger Chen, he's the uh, the man from Tai Chi. Uh, the man, yeah. uh, I forget the name of that movie now. The man of Tai Chi, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yes. for John Wick yeah. 4, it's the same director, but they have nixed the writing team from the last two movies. And they've brought in Ooh, new that's writers. Scary. So it's that's either a great move or a risky move but it is a, a slate being clean essentially and from what the director was talking about i think with writer or hollywood reporter i can't remember off the top of my head when he said this movie despite being more international we're, we're stepping away from new york for a good chunk of the movie i think most of it's in paris and in japan somewhere but he says he wanted this movie to be samurai specifically he drew a lot from samurai movies that idea of like the lone warrior going down the road and and it's funny that you say that because as you're talking i was thinking that but then i was like and justin knows my beef with the assassin's creed franchise i'm afraid it's gonna Mm. go that route like some for some reason they change the writer and they decide to kill off john wick use his dna clone <laughs> it's just it could go that way it can and it's just gonna ruin the I, entire i do I yeah. it but i'm hoping for a bigger like a, a bigger world but a smaller story and i, I want to see this like if the movie is just john wants a seat at the table and that's the movie and that's the the, the focused micro story within like the larger story i'll be really happy with yeah. that and I feel like the trailers have been promising that. I don't know if the movie will deliver that. A seat at the table. So you say that because is it like because I know his thing kind of it's like kind of like the Hulk where he wants to find mm-hmm. peace. You think he will find peace there? I think if he's on the table, which is what the trailer almost seems to be suggesting, he won't have people yeah. like constantly chasing him essentially. I agree with that. I agree. I am wholeheartedly for that because if his goal is to for is chasing peace, that it's is the like only from solution. You have to achieve it. Well, give give me like a. I want to see. Obviously, we're going to see him fight uh, Donnie Yen, which um, you know, the, and that was a great cast. I can't wait you for that because I love yeah. him. <laughs> it I man. love it, man. But um, uh. I also love him in Rogue One, which I feel like doesn't get enough love. But yes. Also, um, if you want to get like super me... obscure, if you want to do something like uh, Killzone SPL, which is a, a Hong Kong oh, even... action movie from like 2006, mm. and he's got this awesome corridor fight scene, and it's it's just awesome. You need to That's watch dope. it. So it's, yeah, Killzone. I will watch it just for that yeah, scene. Just Google Killzone fight scene, and you'll probably get it. And then at the end, he fights the other yeah, guy from Rogue One, the other uh, Chinese actor. And yeah. He gets into this insane judo oh, fight with him. That's so yeah. cool. So I wanted to see that. And then John Wick 5, 
let John Wick kill Donnie Yen, John Wick 5, it's his son coming for revenge. Just give uh, me that. I don't give know. me that. Round it out. He kills John Wick at the end. That's how he gets peace. I think you so, know what I want? Just, it's it's, it's total fan service, but you know what I want? Head of the table, carry on Moss. Make the Trinity Matrix reunion. Oh. <laughs> no, because that's oh, oh. I I I I, I that always be- say I wanted Trinity, uh Carrie Ann Moss. I wanted her to show up in the franchise just to complete mm-hmm, exactly. it. Exactly. We had we have Lawrence Fr- uh Frischburn. Why, Why not? not? Just bring her back. I mean, they're literally quoting the Matrix when they're like, What do you need? And he's like, guns. Give me a gun. Like, Lots of guns. <laughs> Somebody please, <laughs> give, please this man give this a gun. man a gun. <laughs> but yeah, but to rebound on what Jay <laughs> like, said, yeah, I think that as same for me i think that i would end the franchise with maybe either john wick 4 or john wick 5 because i think that even though we like to think there's like unlimited possibilities with this universe even if john wick dies i think that it has its limits in how interested and invested we're going to be in like future movies so because at the end of john wick 3 i was just like oh okay like okay they're going to be do, doing more movies but i'm not that invested anymore i think that the magic is like fading away a little bit but i like watching the movies for the action but yeah. ev- everything else not so much so i think that they should wrap this yeah, up quickly as the movie. um yeah. and again maybe john wick dies i think that would be the best kind of ending for sure but yeah. when will that happen hard to say end. yeah because yeah, then he finds peace. Yeah, not to he's spoil gonna it finally, for he's gonna get a puppy. He's gonna get a puppy, and it's gonna be a bomb. Not to spoil it for Justin, but as the movie was ending, I was like, "Wait, it, this is continuing." This, this, yeah, this, this is, is still continuing. <laughs> and I, I don't want that same feeling for part four. Yeah, unless yeah. it's an obvious like cliffhanger, which I'm sure, nice segue, will be the case for Mission Impossible because it's called Part One. And I told Fred this yeah. before. Oh, yeah. I would assume that means that the villains of the movie are going to win, win this one. at the end of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Infinity War. Yeah, I think it's going to be like an Infinity yeah. War, Empire Strikes Back, whatever bad plan that the bad guys have in this one, which by the looks of it, I'm guessing chemical warfare of some sort. I'm guessing like a city gets like decimated or something and then they're going to have to lick their wounds and come back for part two. And they kill off one of the regulars, I think. Either Ving Rhames or maybe Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, I was just going to say. That's yeah. going to happen yeah. as well. Yeah. Ving Rhames or Simon Pegg. And Pegg. do you think that they have to never get stale? or Because I, I feel like Mission Impossible always try, one-ups itself. In terms of action? No, just movie in its, in, in its entirety. Like... I'm I'm here waiting for a Mission Impossible 17, and I'm like, this is gonna keep going and not like, I don't think John Wick has that same momentum. No. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, but you Mission also have Impossible to remember, going Mission until Impossible, Tom Cruise like, stops. You know. Well, Mission Impossible also like regained that momentum. Yeah. Because they lost it. A there was bit. a pretty big. Yeah, there was a pretty big falling out around that like four or five. Well, even around two. Time, yeah. And then. I would say no, it was like, like earlier. It was before Protocol. Yeah, I would say it was after two, three. Three, it was after had three a, because had a pretty three big was a disappointing at the box office, so they they rethink the whole yeah. thing after. Which three. one did? Which one did? Three. 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 Two or three. And then John Woo did two. Three. Got it. So then I feel like 
it has to end. I mean, Tom Cruise is one of those things where I think he would keep doing it and doing a bigger He'll and do it until, until he ends him. up. Yeah, until he literally ends up burning up on the moon. I mean, like, uh, on the yeah, sun. On atmosphere so, or something. Yeah, like it's he's going to free fall from space to re-enter the atmosphere. Like, Don't give him ideas. <laughs> so, he's listening to yeah. us right now. So, I don't know. I think it's one of those franchises kind of like uh, Fast and Furious. They, like, they're constantly upping the action, Which, but Fast X is that's not on like my really fading. List. Like, you gotta, like... Yeah, that, that's not story at this point. It's like, okay, yeah, it's action just like, cool. But... Now we're going to space. Like, okay. I'll say that at least Mission Impossible has been telling very interesting stories, and, like, the acting has been good. Well, yes, that is a, a big Yeah, difference. and yeah. I'm, I'm fully engaged. It's storytelling. Whereas, like, Fast 9... I was watching it and I was laughing at the movie. I'm like, what am I watching? And I don't even remember. I didn't see fast nine. I don't even think I saw it. It wasn't good. I had to stop. I I was tempted. I think I stopped caring. I I think I fast. I stopped caring after Paul Walker. Yeah. Yep. I stopped caring. I think it was a good thing. That was the last one that I saw. uh, Fate of the Furious was kind of good though. Uh, Fast 8 was not bad. It had its but, moments, yeah. yeah. But Fast 9 was a, a disaster. I think what bothered me, I think, is that the one where the rock moves a torpedo? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that saw the trailer, didn't care for it. I saw the movie when it was on TV, but I just wasn't like, this is a good yeah. movie. And I'll say, like, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for some of those Fast and Furious movies, chiefly the first oh, one, sure the third one, and the fifth one. Yeah, Fast Five is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I think I could go oh, to yeah, the Fast, Fast Five is amazing. Like, but I have a yeah. soft spot for Tokyo Drift. Like, yeah. uh, Tokyo Drift, come on. We got yeah, that we amazing club with scene. With the flip phone that flip just didn't make sense <laughs> yeah. in this timeline. We're watching the movie in like 2006. The, the like, how, do they, how are they streaming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk car with yeah. Bow Wow. Oh, wow yeah. It's one of those, like, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. and the first one's just it riffs heavy on Point Break, but I don't care. I still really like it. But Fast Five was awesome. But to get back to yeah, Fast Five was yeah. But amazing. to get back to Mission Impossible, uh, am I mistaken or they did they say I think in not in Variety but in some media or something that Tom Cruise agreed to do I think seven and eight and then he was done or something like that or they want to close start to close the loop on the Ethan Hunt character. Maybe I'm mistaken, I'm but I heard sure. somewhere that I think he said like, "Okay, it might be like my final two movies." If this is if this is true, it is false because we know yeah. Tom Cruise. He gets high. That's no, true, yeah. but look at Tom Cruise true, in the '80s doing like Born the Fourth of July and then like Rain Man, and then look at him today. Like that guy clearly has. I'm gonna cheat death complex going on. Oh, he's gonna be—he's oh, gonna yeah. kill himself eventually doing this stuff for sure, and I he would be happy. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, because again, this he, un- he, um, hes gonna end yeah. up doing like—he's gonna do a war movie with real guns oh, no. and no like bulletproof yeah, vests. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I was watching like that's what he did with the last time, right? It was all real katanas, but he just—he was, survived he was the actual <laughs> last surviving cast member. Yeah. The um, <laughs> there's just like ten minutes behind the scenes of the stunt. Dead Reckoning, where he's like jumping off of the, the ramp. Yeah, with the motorcycle. See, like, yeah. the, the behind the scene. There's a seek. There's a part in that. It's like a ten minute video. You can find it on YouTube. And he goes off the ramp for the first time, and he's about to go into free fall. And the doc 
cuts to Christopher McQuarrie, the director, and he's watching the monitor, the guy looks like he is about to have a heart attack because they're waiting for someone to yell, I see a canopy. And until Tom Cruise's safety was guaranteed, he was so wound up because he's like, I realize the danger of these stunts. And he was he didn't look giddy. He looked terrified. Yeah. And I think that is a testament. Well, I mean, you're literally watching a human almost yeah. die. Yeah, he did the, so, that free fall into he's the forest that's supposed to be like an impossible jump. He did it, yeah. Yeah, he did it. But just, I think Macquarie's face, like watch it and look for Macquarie's face. And that'll show you how hard Tom Cruise is pushing himself for our entertainment. Yeah. When the director is not excited but scared that is not yeah i never want like if in my life if i ever become a director i never want to be in that position because then now my life my that person's life is in my hands but technically not because he's just doing his own he's a producer right of the film so i think he can do basically whatever he wants so if he dies it's it's just like oh well macquarie's uh they're they're in rodeo at the end of the day like he's the director and sure there's insurance and producers and and you got to remember it's the legacy of him too Right, like that'll follow him for the rest of his yeah. career. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I don't. I, want I don't remember <laughs> the director's name, but can anyone name the director of The Crow? Oh no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I um, no, I don't remember. He's that. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> it, like, right? We remember Brandon Lee, but I couldn't tell you the director. Good of the example. Crow, I don't good, good know comparison. if he's had much of a yeah. career. Which I'm gonna look that up because that's crazy. You're yeah. right. Watch, it's gonna be like Christopher Nolan or something. Like <laughs> any any other oh, major titles we missed from twenty twenty three? I mean we we missed a few for sure, but so, major movies. Uh, um so one thing that I do wanna um, bring up, it's it seems like it's gonna be a refresh of the franchise, and I'm all for it from when I heard the title. So the new Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Um I've had Massive Transformers fatigue. After the fourth one, I was just like, "This is garbage." Oh, you actually um, saw the fourth. You didn't see the fourth. Yeah, I actually went to see the fourth one. I'm bad. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. watch the fifth okay. one. I saw the fourth one because my favorite Decepticon is Soundwave, and he was finally getting his on-screen. Movement. I watched the Cinema Sins. Um, and it was enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, you know, I watched three for Grimlock. And then I watched four or no, I think four had Grimlock and Soundwave actually. But anyway, Rise of the Beast, it hit me right in the nostalgia heart. And when I was looking at it and watching the the trailer when it when it released, I just really like the direction that they're going in. I love that it's 90s New York. I really am a big fan of Anthony Ramos. Um, I like how some of the uh, robots are kind of like more like the 80s G1 aesthetic, you know. Uh, so I'm actually happy with the direction it's going in and I'm also really hyped to see how they tackle the, the time thing I, I with the beast being be in the same timeline. I enjoyed Bumblebee. I would so say definitely as, check out, uh, Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee was pretty solid. Scene. I enjoyed it. I will say that the, um, the Beasties trailer was a weird trailer. The choice of using Biggie in the trailer was bizarre. I found. <laughs> mm. I was like, this doesn't I, I I enjoyed it. I I was like, this is very New Yorkish, you know. So I was like, I'm, I was all in. Once I saw the once I saw the actual direction of how the robots were gonna look, I was like, all right, I'm 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 in for this one. 
So yeah. that's probably to um, I want it to succeed. So I want it to do well. Yeah. Uh, and also one that I'm intrigued by is a uh, is my number ten on my list. Wonka comes out oh, in December. Yeah, Wonka. Uh, Timothy yeah, with Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. 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 Oh no, we just but always say Timothy, we always mess up his name on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one, that guy, that guy, that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested in that. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of Willy Wonka. Like, I enjoyed the Johnny Depp version. I would like to see a kind of like origin story of Willy Wonka. I was like, all right, why not? Who's directing? It's not Tim I'll Burton, right? In, uh, no. no, it's not Burton. No, I forget who's directing that one. I'll throw in a. T- I I'll throw in. I think it's the guy who did the Crow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a big comeback with one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a big comeback of the year. Yeah. We're probably we're probably gonna forget his name, but his name is Alex, Alex Proyas. Proyas. But Alex Proyas actually did some things after The Crow. He, I, 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 he, he did Gods yeah, he did, of Egypt, okay. Dark City. Oh, Gods of Egypt. He did Irobot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. He did some stuff. That's a pretty good stuff. one. All right. Uh, so Paul King, Paul King is directing right. Monica. Okay. Yeah, because oh. Burton was yes. too busy with Wednesday, I guess. He he's done mm-hmm. Paddington and Paddington oh. Two. Paddington Two is like mm. that movie. <laughs> I saw the first one, not the second one, but yeah, good. Yeah, good, it is good director, I guess. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. those seem like the biggest things that yeah. he's done. I have one. It's kind of me and Justin laughed at this, and we're just is it bear? See is it, it bear on it cocaine? Be good. I <laughs> cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. <laughs> cocaine bear. Cocaine <laughs> bear. Yes. The movie looks wild it, it, because it's a. It looks like it's a. It's a horror comedy thriller. It. I love it, and it's dark. I think so it's. I'm it, with it. It looks. And it's based, it's on, based a, on a true story. Cool yeah. idea, though. I'm I mean, like a, a, as a night out with friends, you go see that film. It's gonna be a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Man. that's gonna become cool. like uh, their, Banks the big right. budget camp movie of the year. Uh, I got two options, and I'm happy to see a movie like that because I feel like we don't get those type of camp. No, no it's not true. not yeah. on that scale. So at least. to see that. Last yeah, year, I watched I was really um, a, a couple of really bad like horror movies with uh, some buddies, like just going on the couch watching beers. And we watched The Velocipaster. The what? Which, the Velocipaster. If you've not seen it, <laughs> I've heard of that. If one. you've not seen it, and then uh, Zombievers, which Zombievers is good. I've <laughs> seen it in Fantasia. It's good. <laughs> it's whack. I like with Zombievers. Um, yeah, so I, I have a feeling it's gonna be like, maybe not. Like tonally like that, but I think spiritually it'll be like yeah. that. Uh, I got sure. two movies that I'll close out my selections with. I'll just throw in uh, quickly, but uh, Ma- Matthew Vong's got a new movie coming out this year with uh, Henry Cavill. He's the guy who did uh, Kingsman, and it's about a spy. But the spy ends up getting amnesia, and then he becomes a best-selling spy author. <laughs> so. Born identity, but like That's okay, awesome. the guy am, becomes an author. They're good. That's good. Yeah, that reminds me of Kevin's James's movie and yeah. on Netflix, yeah. but not. It might not be funny. So I, I'm curious about it because I think Matthew Vaughn's one of those directors, kind of like Zack Snyder, where he's pretty solid. He's got a nice visual style, 
but maybe doesn't quite get that like prestige that he deserves. I think usually like stumbles somewhere with his direction. Yeah, he reminds me of Guy Ritchie. He's yeah. friends with Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. Like, yeah. um, the Mean Machine was yeah, they have this, yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, I can see that. They have like similar kind of taste yeah. in terms Did, was of Was Vaughn involved with uh, Lockstock or Snatch? I think he might have been a producer in one of those movies. And Guy Ritchie is uh, supposed to release uh, another movie soon, right? The... Um, uh, Aub- Aubrey Plaza is in Operation, yeah. Operation, then it's a, yeah, Operation it, Fortune. Yeah. Operation Fortune, I think it's in a French name or something. My, yeah. The last movie that I'll put on my list, uh, s- smaller movies, not like one of these like fandom geek franchise movies, but uh, Ben Affleck's going to be returning behind the director's chair uh, with a script that he co wrote with Matt Damon. So already I'm intrigued. Ooh. Yes, I remember it's, this. It's called Air Jordan, and it's about Nike's campaign to get Michael Jordan on board to create the the Jordans. Interesting. Um, I have good. not heard about this. At first, I thought you were going to say Good Will no, Hunting, too. So Damon's in so. it. Um, I think Ben Affleck's playing Steve, uh, Steve Knight, if I'm not mistaken. Not Steve Knight. Uh, Phil Knight, the guy who wrote a Shoe Phil Dog. Knight. And... Um, Sonny Vaccaro will be Matt Damon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jason Bateman's also going to be in it. And Viola Davis will be Mrs. Michael Jordan. Good, good topic. Good oh, nice. subject. Like, yeah, yeah that's cool. So, uh, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's going to be coming out this year. Especially with The Last Dance coming out last yeah. year. And they actually spoke about the, the sneaker deal and, like, the fight between Nike and Adidas exactly. to, so to get I'm, him. I'm very interested. So that's, I think uh, Affleck's a solid director that's cool. overall. So color me intrigued. Yeah. You said last dance, but there's Magic Mike 3, the last dance coming this year. <laughs> this year oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was this close to putting it on my list. Not I was this close to putting it on my list. And I was like, no. I, I was like, the, I've never seen, I've seen the first them, one, not so the second one, but like the I've first seen the first one as well. The first second. I'm a big fan of Soderbergh. The first seconds of the thir- the the the, oh. the trailer for the third one is like Channing Tatum like going down on, um, sorry, what's her name again? Jesus Christ, so, Salma Hayek. I was like, Hayek. okay, now you've got my attention. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for Soderbergh. Like he did one of my favorite movies in Ocean's Eleven, and I'm just like I, I just like his directing style. So when he did the first one, I, I watched it because. Of but he, he did the first one, he, not the second one. He did one, not. Right? Do, he didn't do the second one. Yeah. But right. he's doing the third one again. So I'm like, Soderbergh's doing a movie. Like it's, it's like if Tarantino were doing a movie. Oh, they they uh, they JJ Abrams. Yeah. Him and uh, got him got back him for back. the final. Oh, it looks yeah. like it looks like yeah, it. So it's it's like Tarantino or somebody. Like if Soderbergh's doing a movie, it automatically has my interest. Yeah. yeah. So like, sure, it's about yeah. male strippers, and there's going to be plenty of just abs in your face and whatnot. But abs and gyrating, abs and gyrating like yeah. all over the screen, and it's not one I'll <laughs> go see in cinemas because I am not the target demographic for that movie. But when it's out on streaming, <laughs> you're just the yeah, only, I'm the only guy in the audience. Like, you're just like, I'm just like, hi everyone. <laughs> but I'll wait till streaming for that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I'll not I'll do that. I'll be that guy. I'll be the only guy, and I'll do it for Barbie for sure. <laughs> I don't think I'll do it for Magic yeah. Mike. Well, yeah. I, you I, know I, what? I think we can all the four of us agree. We'll go see Barbie in theaters. Yeah, we'll go see Barbie before we see yes. Magic Mike in cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Exactly. All right. Anything else? Any more we final? Yeah. yeah. Any anyone's want to throw it? 
think China? I don't have. I think I'm blind. Hmm. I think we I feel like we covered a lot of metric time. <laughs> I think we we like glossed over like Marvel stuff, but I think we covered that basically in a sense. Yeah, uh, Fincher's got yeah, a movie Ant-Man, coming out as well, but yeah. don't know enough about it. But it, it is something like Fincher's got a movie coming out. Like I think that alone merits excitement. It's going to be with uh, Michael Fassbender as well and Tilda Swinton. But again, no trailer, no images. We don't have anything about it at this hmm. point. Yeah, David Fincher but for sure. That, yeah, um, I'll throw out one, one last one. Just like the, it's the hail mary of the year. Gran Turismo. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I totally, yeah, totally forgot about it. By well. Neil Blomkamp, who did District Nine. Oh, uh, starring Harbor yep. and Orlando Bloom. And there's this behind-the-scenes video that they've worked on with like the rigs that they have with the cameras. And I'll say this. If the story sucks, the cinematography does look amazing. Well, there's talent Because it, looks like, it looks like the a game. Good, good director, yeah. Neil Blanc is a good director. And the way they have their rigs set up, it looks like the video game when you have like the camera behind the car. Oh, and they're on awesome. the track. And they're using like drones as mm. well to... like get the camera like right up against like like the, the benders of the car and i'll be like at least it looks good mm. like visually speaking i don't know about the story i feel like yeah i feel like that's gonna be the only thing for it like it's gonna look really yeah. good <laughs> so, i put it on there as the who knows who knows but that's a good yeah, hail it's, mary it's, a, it's my hail mary like i'm out <laughs> i have i have right. one more because i forgot about this uh, Bo is afraid. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's out. That movie you reminds weird, me. Right? Um, I forget the title of this movie, but uh, is is it? Well, Kate it's Blanche? from. No, it's, not. it's Robin the... Wright. There's a movie with Robin Wright where she plays herself, and she sold the rights of her likeness to a company, um, and basically they can you they basically digitize her. So it just reminds me, like seeing Bo is Afraid reminded me of that movie because there's a lot of cartoonified versions of Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I'm gonna look up that movie right now because it's some I'm of the images I've right seen now. from that movie kind of remind me of like the uh, the AI art that's trending all over the place now, where it's there's like an uncanny valley, like <laughs> like this. There's something not quite yep. right about it. Well, yeah. the director he did um like. He did weird movies before, like Hereditary and Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, those are very visually, like, kind of jarring movies. So Hereditary was... Midsommar, man. Great, but it was so alarming. I showed that movie on the bus. The movie is called The Congress. Yeah, the Conflict? Intense. Or in French, is Le no, Congress. I don't know that one, but I'll be looking into it. Yes. That was 2013. I remember watching it in college. Weird movie. Pretty good. Yeah, I've never heard of that one myself. I'll put it on my letterbox list. I need to get on letterbox. So you told me that I should get on. You, guys you do, yeah. Still haven't, but you yeah. do, man. Still haven't, but it's I'm gonna calling, have to get on that. It's calling for you. It will. What's well, letterbox? Yeah, it's. I have app, no idea what the, the app with the three dots. Basically, you can just like rate movies, see what your friends are watching, and just like do like a watch list, uh, do lists of movies. Yeah, it's like a, a movie reviews. watching social media you do that. thing. It's a, it's a really cool uh, it's a really That's cool dope. app honestly uh, and the way it's written because it, it's letterboxed with a d at the end so letterbox all in one word oh. b o x d at the end um, 
find it mm-hmm. on Apple Store. But yeah, no, it's a cool uh, register. It's this a really cool app. not brought to you by Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. I think uh, I think so we have a round I, table here. I think we uh, we covered yeah. 2023 in uh, spectacular yeah. fashion. Yeah, man, this was this was fantastic. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us on yours. This was a lot of fun, and obviously we have to keep. Yeah, for sure, thing. man. I agree. Thank you for. Uh, we'll, uh, got when Barbie comes out, we're all gonna powwow afterwards and just. No, we'll do a full Barbie. review of Barbie. <laughs> we'll, I think we we'll can do, do like yeah. Barbie. Barbie we'll review the full, four of us. Yep. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a full two-hour breakdown of yeah. Barbie. Or we'll do like. Uh, <laughs> Look, we'll do two hours and we'll do like an hour on Oppenheimer and an hour on Barbie and see which one comes out victorious. <laughs> and see which one beats it yes. out. Yes. I'm, I'm so <laughs> down for right? that. I think we have a future episode in mind now. That's that's a niche audience and we're going we're gonna we're gonna to tap into that hard. <laughs> but, all right, guys. Well, thank you again. Um, and I can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, for everyone. Listening. Take care, guys. Thanks for having us. And uh, thank you guys. Next time, everyone. Till next time, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us all on all the things, uh, Film and Spirits podcast, as well as The Average Jays. We are everywhere your ears go. So if you guys want to plug something real quick, now this is time. Basically, the same thing. We're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and you can find us on social medias instagram uh and then you can find the podcast also on the screen hub entertainment's website screenhub.blog where sean and i write reviews and critic uh, and opinion pieces and whatnot uh on a weekly basis and whatnot and whatnot yeah <laughs> go check it out it's a it's a, i peek at your website every now and then i listen to you yeah. guys all the time i love your content um but all right so Till next time, guys. Till next time, everyone. Till next time. Cheers.